0: Hello and welcome, I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. I got sick and tired of blowing money on trainings and coaches giving me advice that just weren't helping me move past my blocks and be successful in my business and shine the light that I was created to shine in my life. So I made a decision. Are you ready to make a decision? Would you like to stop blocking your own path to success and fulfillment? Maybe you want to gain the confidence to overcome life challenges yourself. You are in the right place, if so. We welcome you to listen to this week's discussion. Did you miss a week? You can always listen to our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. To get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. It's time to dive in and let's get to work. Let's meet the rest of the team.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Julia Cologne from the city that never sleeps,
2: New York City. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee.
3: Have a blessed day.
4: Hello and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty
3: Anderson. Hi, this is Marcia Sortino
5: and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Aloha and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth talk radio. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one. They want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. What I'd love to do is stretch a little bit and do a round of check-ins. How has your journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth so far helped or hurt your sense of freedom? I will start off this
6: discussion, since I think it's very fitting, actually. This morning, I actually woke up and did a periscope celebrating... Your independence was the topic, and literally I was talking about the importance of not allowing doubt, guilt, shame, and worry to determine how you act, what decisions you make, when to hang out with your friends or something today, or if you felt like you needed to serve yourself, take that time, take a rest, or work your business, whatever it is that you decided to do. So for me, I personally made the decision that I wasn't going to be going and being with family and friends. I was just going to be here, me and Chelsea and the furry ones, <laughs> with a peaceful day, resting, doing a little business, tiddling around the house. But that's what I wanted to do because I needed to refill my cup.
2: Absolutely.
6: So I guess the short of that is, is this journey has helped me, I feel liberated and like I was telling the Every, my audience in Periscope is like, do whatever that decision is unapologetically, and that is what this journey has been doing for me.
1: I agree. This week, I just pretty much decided to go away with my husband, and we went away for a few days, just him and I, and we plan on doing some more because it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, just to get away, no work, no family, no children, it was amazing. And I made the decision not to think about the home, not to think about the business. This was just I didn't even tell anyone. We just left. <laughs> and it was great. That's awesome, so Julia
5: if you had not taken this journey so far, do you sense you still would have taken that getaway anyway and then felt guilty about it or
1: I would have, I would have went and felt guilty about it. I would have went for the sake of my husband. Probably most likely I would have felt like I didn't want to go. When we spoke about it, I just said, you know what, that sounds like a good idea. Been at this for months now, no breaks in between. Let's go. So we made the arrangements and we just left. If I did not take this journey, I would have probably been feeling guilty or worried or was she being taken care of, worrying about my daughter, and I left guilt-free, worry-free, shame-free. And I came back well-rested. I feel great. And we just promise each other that every three to four months, we're going to go out on a trip and just be him and I.
2: woo oh,
1: That's very
5: awesome.
2: nice.
1: You
5: need that. I'm so excited that you share this because one of the more insidious things I've noticed over the years is people put on a happy face, They'll purposefully spend a lot of money to go do something they think they should go do. But because they're so busy worrying about whatever, whether it's their job, their relationship, their whatever, they really didn't have a break. I mean, they went on a break, all external appearances, oh, we're happy, we had a fun, but they really honestly didn't. They would tell me years later, it's like, I hated it. I hated every minute of it, but I didn't want to disappoint so-and-so or blah. Well, then in my mind, you didn't take a break. (laughs) Right.
4: My boss had called for a conference call because after the chaos I experienced last night, I had honestly told her that I'm going to seek a new job, that I'm not going to tolerate being screamed at in front of a bar or a restaurant full of people and being treated like I'm some kind of lowlife my confidence is building there is no way whatsoever that being a part of this course which I don't consider of course I consider this a new journey a new path that I'm walking I'm walking down that yellow brick road of a better me something I never thought I'd be able to do I'm releasing things in my life that I have held on to since I was a little girl watching my father beat the living daylights out of his own mother and seeing her run out of a back door with a fork stuck in the back of her leg while I'm sitting on the back porch crying because I'm hearing the screaming and the yelling because he's so damn drunk. I've never released this stuff in my life before, but now I can. And I stood up to my boss this morning. Thank you, Christina, for your message. (laughs) I stuck to my guns and I stood up and I'm not going to let people treat me like this anymore. I will not tolerate that.
2: Good for you. Good for you.
4: I matter. Isn't that something? Hallelujah. I matter. (laughs) I could never say that before. I matter. Yes, you do.
3: Yes, you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's part of what I'm feeling is that my worth feels so much better. I'm starting to feel it like I've never felt it before.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and
4: I'm With a smile on my face where I usually wake up in doom and gloom. Oh my God, it's just another day. I got to do this again.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. And it's like every day I wake up and I say, wow, I'm going to start this day off and it's going to be awesome. I mean, my, I am my own cheerleader here. And it feels really good to know that I can wake up in the morning and I'm raring to go. I'm raring to talk to people because I really feel so good with this program, this class that I'm in. And that I think, I feel everybody has to hear it. (laughs) That's (laughs) just me. I'm biased. This class right here has made such a big difference in the way I look at things and the way I feel. So, to me, it's very important to share this journey with people.
4: My childhood, personally, was a nightmare. Growing up with the type of father that I had, never knowing my mother, it was explained to me that when I was six months old, I and my two other sisters, we were found tied to our crib. My mother had just disappeared to this day. If my father did kill her... Like my mother's mother says, I hope her heart is at peace. I wish that I knew her, but somehow God pulled me through life. He put these experiences on me for a reason. Maybe to bring me to this point I'm at today with Team Clarity, to bring me through everything so that I could see the pain of other people and help them get through it. This is where I feel that what we're going through this journey, where we're sharing this with each other and we're sharing it with people of the world who suffer the same or suffer more, can see that we don't have to live a life like this. This week, since last Saturday's call, and I'm here again today, thank you God for opening these doors, there's a reason everything happens in our lives. I believe that right now at this point I'm being brought out of the dark circle of the demons that have held me back that I have convinced myself of that I have allowed to keep entering into my mind that it has kept me literally frozen inside this little cubicle that I don't have to live in anymore I've been doing my best every night I come home from work and I'm reading and reading and reading and I saw Christina's post that I haven't commented on yet about going back to chapter two and three where it really helped her to realize and see some things and reading her post the other day of the pain that she was suffering from being a little girl from her mom and her dad's illnesses and it's like I could feel her pain of that little girl that has had to stay so so almost wrapped up like a mummy where you can't share and you can't feel the glory of being a child. But we can be grown-up children now. We can grow. We can learn from it. We can see where our life was, but we don't have to stay there. Chains are taken off our shoulders, and we don't have to stay there. And by us sharing this journey with others, I guess I'm just kind of rambling. I don't know where I'm going, but I feel so different this week. I feel like I don't have to stand here and allow people to treat me the way I was treated at work last night. I told Christine I was so excited to share how different I felt when I woke up today where normally I would stress out about it and say, put it all on me that everything was my fault when it's these other people that are playing these games, they're lying, they're being dishonest. They're playing each other against each other. And I don't have to take part in that anymore. I don't have to take part in people treating me like I'm lesser than they are because I'm actually okay, and so are you, and so is everybody else. We just have to move past what we've convinced ourselves of what we are not.
6: Wow, Patty! like, you've had some amazing breakthroughs, and, and I'm very happy for you. I'm proud of you. So for Week 18, we're looking at if history is our teacher, what type of student are you? So far, it sounds like Team Clarity, we're at we're those active students. We're not those ones that are just, trying to memorize for the test, right?
3: I feel that breakthrough that I'm making is that I'm able to actually tell more of my stories and who I am. And I have never been able to feel that way in any other program. And I credit that to the fact that this class that I'm learning right now, from what all that I'm learning, it's helping me to process my past, which I haven't dealt with, or I have dealt with, but it's been such a slow process in dealing with it. That timeline that we're we're doing, the timeline project, it's helped me to see clearly and start feeling more things that I didn't bring out. And now I'm able to speak really from my heart more, because I realized that. People hide things in their closet that they're ashamed to talk about because they had a shameful past, and it's okay now. We can release that, and I love that about this class. Thank you so much for that. I
2: am in awe of Team Clarity. Everything that everyone has said is so how I feel. I resonate so much with Patty and Christina and talking about the little girl inside. I know I've mentioned that dad died in prison, terrible, terrible childhood, abuse of about any kind you can imagine. And it is so true that we at some point in our lives have to go back and pick up that little child and love her to set her free. What this class, what this journey is doing for me is helping me open my eyes to areas that I thought I had dealt with and healed and areas like embracing my child, my little girl that's inside. And I know I've talked about being at the hairdresser and turn around and seeing Sam, and I've learned to love her. I've learned that she was a strong child. And I've also learned and keep learning that the more you tell your story, the more it helps others, that what it does for you is so much more. It is so much more. It sets you free. And I think that's what a lot of people never get to that spot to do. If they could only do this journey, I could see it helping them set their past free and embracing their now and their future. This is an awesome journey.
6: Wow. So so what I'm hearing here, ladies, is—and please correct me if I'm wrong—but what I'm hearing here, ladies, is that pay me what I'm worth. Not been about a class. This has been about a lifestyle change, a rewiring of all of that dysfunction of our past and our work decay. Right.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. I did something this morning that. In my life, my entire life, and I'm 55 years old right now, that I have never been able to do. I stood up for me when I've always backed down and cowered away and crawled back into that shell. I stood up for me.
2: Patty, I think we've had similar lives. Mm -hmm. The way I took my raising was... I always was first one to step up and fight for me. On um, to the point, though, that if I remotely felt someone was coming at me in a different way than what I would have liked, I'd jump them first. I've never had a problem standing up for myself. But I think that's because, as I've talked before, there was Sam, the little, timid little girl. And then oh. there was Chelsea, whose namesake was my granny, Miss Chelsea Lowe. Who little bitty woman would stand up for herself really quick (laughs) I think I took mine to the whole other extreme of being too quick to jump and not giving people a chance to come at me with things that could teach me a lesson
4: Mm -hmm. and I think the only difference with me is that especially when it came to my father or even my ex-husband for that matter Standing up for you and having faith and looking out for you was absolutely unacceptable. If you stood up for you, you got punched. If you stood up for you, you went to school for the next two weeks with a black eye, Mm -hmm. because that's how my father was. You were made to be seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. So that's the life I live. Nobody's going to listen to me. That's what I grew up believing. Nobody's going to care what I have to say. I don't matter.
2: Mm. I use anger has driven me for the a huge part of my life, angry at how my childhood was, angry at everything, and that anger would come out as aggressiveness. And believe me, if I'm advocating for veterans or if I'm advocating for anyone, I can be very assertive to the point of being aggressive. So that's something that I've had to work on. This
6: journey is helping me with that also. Mm. Very profound, very profound observations, ladies. We've had this common metaphor throughout the course of of our journey so far of of gardening and tilling the soil and everything. So how's that still going to be playing as we move forward in what we're studying right now?
5: If you stop and think about every piece of food we put in our mouths, Where did it come from? The earth. The soil. Yes? Yes. 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 If you're talking about shrimp and other seafood, I mean, earth, soil. I mean, my point here is every cycle of nature is birth, death, and rebirth. Plants produce fruits and then die and decay and decompose and go back into the earth so that the next cycle of life can happen because the nutrients of what could be, and I'll use this word point blank, shit! (laughs) That shit got turned into gold. That fertilizer is recycled back into something we use to live. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So do you understand why I'm doing root canal? Do you understand why the first three months of our journey, I did root canal with you all?
4: Yes, so and it was very
5: her? painful.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. Very painful.
6: <laughs> we didn't get any
5: it is not anything.
6: <laughs> and I know it was
5: painful because you felt it. One of the things, as mentors, as we've been talking about, is when you encounter students who don't have any feelings, they stay esoteric, they stay intellectual. You know, as a teacher, that at some point they're gonna have to feel it, right? Right. Yes. 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 And have you noticed? I as much as it pains me knowing that you're in pain, I have to allow that pain to happen so that you can like a big nasty canker sore or zit, it has to pop so that you can release it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, buddy. As your worth blossoms again, as your worth reappears again, it's never been damaged. It's really important for you to understand that your worth has never been, is not now, or never will be damaged. You're a divine soul, yes? Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. When you
5: feel that, you're going to be able to compost all the crap that you were just talking about. I'm not making light of it. I'm making power out of it. So that it goes back into your garden, it goes back into your soil, it goes back into your awareness. And as you're doing this timeline, it's time to see it clearly without rose-colored glasses.
2: Mm -hmm.
5: When I use the term rose-colored glasses, how would you define rose-colored glasses? What are some thoughts on rose-colored glasses?
2: For me, my rose-colored glasses were always, I lived in Chelsea World. And in Chelsea World, everything was fabulous and happy and peaceful. No matter what was going on on the outside, I was good. But it wasn't. But in my world, it was.
4: Boy, do I resonate with that. Inside was hidden and buried. Outside, smiley, happy, bubbly. Everything okay. is as good as a red rose.
2: Yep. And inside you were dying.
6: I have to say okay. that there was an epiphany that I realized this week. I went back to the Yahari window. The blindness that I put on myself, my omniscience, self-preservation reasons, whatever, because it's, as we established at the beginning of this course, doing things when they felt good, it's. Things were feeling so bad. It was so much pain. It was so much frustration. It was so much anger. It was so much of so many things. I put a blinder on myself. It's no wonder people, the world wasn't seeing all of me. And Chelsea, when you said you go into Chelsea world, like, that's it. The Yahari window we put on our, like, that blind spot that we put in our world, for me, I recognized that was the very moment when i shut down when i started being uh homebound like hermit when i stopped interacting with the world mm-hmm. like i remember shutting that window
2: because if you're on in your own world nothing can get into you you're safe it's a survival mode that i've done so many times and it closes
5: everything off survival mm-hmm. I'm can be a now mode having your reality out in front of you, you can make peace with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you can begin to evolve those other creatures we've been talking about, the judge, the perfectionist, the critic, the controller, until there's something on paper, until there's something where it feeds the ego. The ego likes that sort of thing, but then you use it To hang it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You give it just enough rope.
5: (laughs) Yep. Each of you are going to be rolling out at least six feet. Yes, I repeat, six feet of paper. Paper that's probably taller than you are. I don't think anybody on this team is over six feet, are you? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you think of rolling out a sheet of paper, take an old roll of wrapping paper you can't stand anymore, and use the back side of it, and you roll out six feet of it! There's six feet of blank paper going to be staring at you. I want to hear your reactions now.
4: Overwhelmed and, and frustrating last night when I got home and I started reading the exercise. So I get this marker, get this, get the roll of paper and start. At first it was fear, okay, I have to express myself now. I really have to get down in there and get this timeline from this point in my life to this point in my life. And at first it was scary. But then as I went back, I only allowed myself to go so far when I was reading last night and just kind of flipped the pages and I saw, okay, step 13, step 14 is like, oh, my God, I got to do all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? For me, this is going to be an awesome exercise because it's going to bring me out of that. I don't have to hide anymore. I don't have to be afraid of this anymore. I can actually start accepting Patty as Patty and know that I'm an okay person. I've been through this, but I can take this, I can turn it into this, and then I can share it with this. Exactly.
6: I felt real frustrated and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And then I, this entire week has been me going back that full circle that you said in the beginning of the call, because I realized that all of those records, the financial records, the health records, all of those records, I, I don't know where the heck they are. And it's because, again, I recognized when it got too much for me, I shut it down. Yep. And I put my head in the sand to all of it. So yep. I didn't want to see those, those records because that was a reminder of all that pain that was going on inside me that I didn't know how to express. So for me, now I'm going back because I started thinking about my childhood and the, the memories that I remember from my childhood and my young adulthood the scale is so tipped toward the negativity and the pain that I remember. I don't remember a lot of happiness, and and it wasn't. And the for and, and it paints a picture like it was a miserable childhood, which it wasn't, but in some ways it was. So for me to start this exercise has already churned a lot of, of emotion in me. But it's it's good that I recognize that I. I shut all that off, I can find the marker like a t- in the timeline. And so for me, visually, I can see how many years, how much time I've given away. And it makes me that much more dedicated to peeling up my earth and nourishing and fertilizing mm-hmm. so that I don't give away that many years like the rest of my life is good.
4: Oh, Christina, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess I've reached a growing point from where we began to where I am now and seeing the different things and seeing this exercise that we're going to be taking again, I've buried and hidden. And this is my chance, not only for me, but for other people that feel the same way I do to bring this out and to put it to rest.
2: Talked about how talking about your pain and your past is very freeing, writing it down.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: forward on, six foot of paper, and seeing it makes it even more concrete, and then you know what you need to do with it. i hmm <laughs> Sitting here twice. right now
4: thinking my head, I must be crazy. I don't speak out like this. I don't tell people this stuff. What is wrong
2: with me? <laughs> you are free in yourself.
3: Okay. As I started doing the timeline, I actually had a very wonderful childhood. So I had no problem in my childhood speaking about my childhood, looking back at it. I got into a dark area as a grown woman. So it's very different mm. listening to you ladies. And I'm, I realized that, wow, I'm finding that little girl that got lost as a woman. I, I'm finding her back again. The, the feeling of being happy and joyful, exploring. That's where I'm at now. And I realized, as I looked at that timeline and I said, gee, I started this class in March of 2015, exactly March 7th is my first class here. And I said, I recognized how wonderful it was to know that I was in the right place at the right time. And it was perfect. It was just so perfect to feel that. It's like,
5: The guiding
3: journey that I've been on, I I can feel that God has always had his hands on me somewhere along the line, even when I've taken 10 steps back and fallen down, and I didn't recognize it, but that divine guidance has always been there. It's now that I'm actually able to see it. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to actually see where you were at and how no matter how bad it was, that I can see the pieces where Divine Guidance was still there, even though I never asked for it and didn't expect it, but it was still there. And now I'm here, right where I'm supposed to be. It's wonderful.
6: That's awesome. I'm so filled up because I'm excited about the aha moments that, that we've experienced so far.
1: I'm very happy and pleased. To hear everyone talk about their faith and how they're holding on to that, to get them through this, because I can relate to it because that's what has gotten me through my struggles and my tribulations in life is faith, and it's it's through the gospel, it's through believing in the Lord. And so to hear the ladies talk about holding on to their faith, it just brings me great joy to hear that. So I love hearing these stories. But I believe that as we go on through this journey, we're going to have to face our demons. We're going to have to face what it is that we're, what is holding us back. We're going to have to face it. It's something in order to grow from. We we got to deal with it. Having faith is what's going to help us.
5: Every church service I've ever been to, every wedding I've officiated, has music. Every service that I've been to, that is not Roman Catholic-oriented or Western religion-oriented has music of some kind. It has a a prayer, a chant, something that involves music. I'm bringing this up because as you repurpose what we're doing with the timeline, in many ways I'm asking you to write your music. In many ways, I'm asking you to look at the songs in your life. I'm asking you to chart out the notes. If you ever look at a conductor's score, or even just a regular piece of music, what you see are bars with all sorts of dots and squibbles, right? Mm -hmm. Your timeline are going to be a bunch of dots and scribbles. Your timeline is going to begin to show you your music. Your timeline is going to begin to show you where you doubted your own self. And that's to me more damaging than doubting a faith. Faith to me is nothing more than morphine. To have blind faith is a get-out-of-jail-free card that has gotten us to where we're at. I have faith in nothing. I have no faith in myself. I have no faith in some mighty deity. I have no faith because faith, to me, is ego-based. Every religion, every spirituality on this planet, based on being a monk of three orders, a shaman in four traditions, and a master's in social work, 45 years' worth of actual historical studying has led me to know the one and only thing that I find solace in is love. Unconditional love. Absolute, unquestioned love. It allows things to grow symbiotically. Love, to me, is the source of life. It's what I came from. It is what I return to. Anything that challenges that love is a teacher for me. So if I have a dogma, if I have a faith, if I have a belief system, it's whatever is in front of me in this very second is meant to to teach me how to remember unconditional love. So when I did my timeline and I put down hundreds of relationships, I put down all my financial data, I put down all the various volunteer activities I've ever been in, I put down all the places that I have visited, I put down all the awards and symbols and certificates and accreditations and... uh, When I put all of that on that piece of paper, like a piece of sheet music, I began to see my notes. What notes got me excited? Like, oh, yes! That crescendo in the song that I'm like, ah, I'm just like, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Nothing. At the same time, when I'm that excited, when I'm that empowered, Over the years, I've become more conscious of how much more blinded I became. I lost my sense of vision because I allowed a false sense of worth to blind me. My goal with your timelines is for you to stare into that Yohari Windows blind section. This is your chance to uncover what we've been blinded to. And this is why I'm so excited that as you start getting into this, think about this, ladies. Think about this. It's very easy to feel victimized. It's very easy to feel regret. It's very easy to have a control-alt-release with a belief system. You're welcome to go there. One of the more difficult things in mentorship that you're going to discover as you ripen into your mentorship, which we've been talking about for three weeks, is you allow people to go into places that you know a week, a month, a year, a decade later, it's going to go, you know that, because you've been there. I've been there. (laughs) Christina, the number of times that you have felt like your gut has been wrung in half. Julia, the number of times you have allowed feelings in you to just turn off. Marsha, the joy you're feeling of finding yourself is because now you're beginning to recognize, you know what? I don't need to carry that suitcase anymore. My goal with your timeline is for you to begin to realize how much you've packed into suitcases that you carry everywhere. Could you imagine carrying a suitcase so packed that you couldn't get through your own front door? So big, so packed. That's what's between your ears right now. Yeah? Did that make any sense at all? Yes, that's good sense. You know, it it, makes absolute
4: sense in listening to you, so I guess I'm sitting here questioning myself, right now is because I don't allow myself to be loved and love is the true compassion of life. How do you begin? How do you begin to just so much as love yourself?
5: You are doing it. It's just unfortunately it might be in a language you don't understand.
4: (laughs) Could be, that could be. Could be. But you know, I've never Because I've put up so many walls, and I've carried the scars, and I walk in this box, I don't think I've ever really allowed anybody to truly love me. And maybe that's why my marriage failed.
5: Here we're going down that slippery slope of regrets.
1: I don't think there is a manual to show you how to love yourself. It's a process I think we have to go through individually because we're each different Hmm. people, and we all
5: have different experiences. So, Julia, let's take this a little deeper then. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you consider the Bible a manual?
1: I consider the Bible, yes, a manual. I would say it's the book of life, and I agree with you when it comes to love. I feel his presence with me. I feel his love with me. I read the Bible every day, and I trust in his word, and I trust in his love. I will not tell someone, well, read the Bible, because it's going to tell you how to do it there. We all have our own experience. It's something I found myself.
5: The moment I have faith, I have blinders. Okay. If I have faith in you, Julia, I immediately start putting on blinders. I put on expectations. I put on goals. I put on... All sorts of stuff that to many people might look like it's really good. I'll use the example with uh, a conversation we were having with Marsha at the beginning of our warm-up time. (sighs) The goal of pay me what I'm worth is an awakening that everything is worth something. Everything is worth something. Everything is worth something. To step into that, my goal of this worthiness is that a person who is a devout Catholic, Muslim, Jew, a person who has no faith, a person who has no awareness of even spirituality, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, we're all worthy equally. Ladies, think of the game changers our lives would be When we treat not only ourselves, but every person we meet, equally worthy, can you wrap your mind around that for a moment? Would we have war? Would we have poverty, illness, hunger? Would we have hatred? And all of the manifestations of that, would we have that? If every living being treated every living being as equally worthy. You think the timeline's a bit of a job. (laughs) You think the timeline's a bit of a work. (laughs) My goal with your timeline is to help you get a baseline. My goal with the timeline is helping you understand where do you need to check out? Where do you need to say, screw it? To these deadlines where do you need to draw your boundaries that you will no longer be publicly humiliated even by your parents right right yeah we're getting into some deep stuff here we get back up to the surface with conjecturing we can go there and going forward I want you to know unequivocally that if you are in too deep and you need a lifeline Just use that code word. I need a lifeline. Well, I think that it's important to draw
6: clarification for myself here. As a faithful woman, as a Christian, I when when you initially started talking about not having faith and everything. Like there was something in me that uh, that initially was like, "What? I don't get that." Now. After listening to all of it, and I think this is a great perspective because I don't think that there's a distinction that you can't believe in a higher power. For me, I don't feel like after listening to that that I can't believe in God and believe in what I read in the Bible. And, like, there doesn't have to be a distinction of either or because God is love. And more, I think more than than anything that brought me to, oh wait a minute, I personally putting all that judgment and things on situations and people that I wasn't a compassionate person to the degree that I felt that I've learned to be be,
5: by reading the book, the Bible. When I say God is Christina, God is you, God is Marcia, God is Chelsea. God is Patty. God is Julia. God is every single being, four-legged, two-winged, finned, gilled. That is God. What happens when you hear those words?
4: God is love.
3: I have to agree. God is love. That what i call my divine creator i have a name for him that i call god and he has shown me how connected everything is how we are so connected and that connection is love we are so connected through love what creed it does not matter we are connected through love
2: and if the world would look at each other in that way and say that every person is a sacred being, perhaps we wouldn't have war and the things that are going on in the world now.
1: Yeah. I love you all, and we're all going to be okay. Just going to agree on different things, but I respect everyone's opinions, and I don't judge.
5: Julie, when I hear you say that, I hear myself dismissed. No. <laughs> when I hear you say that, I hear you say, soul has to be right, I have to be wrong.
1: No, definitely not. You're wrong on that. You are wrong on that. Good. I mean it. I mean it. We all, no one thinks like me. I don't think like Christina. We all have our weaknesses at some points. We all have different days. We have good days and bad days. It doesn't change how I feel about anyone in this group, about my family, about anyone around me, because it is my own experience, and I love all of you all of you it doesn't change how I feel about any of you you are who you are and once we all can accept that we will grow as even closer and I accept you all for who you are
5: do you understand my concept of you owning you is the source of unlimited exponentially growing positive power yes I live my life knowing consciously Everything I say, everything I am silent on, everything I do, everything I do not do, and even my thoughts of my thoughts impacts everyone, everywhere, all the time. I am responsible for everything I say, everything I don't say, everything I do, everything I don't do. Ah, the buck stops here. <laughs> And it is through grace that as I get to know you, as I get to understand your amazing divinity, that I somehow got lucky enough, literally lucky enough, to be blessed in crossing your path. It is an honor. I consider it an honor and a privilege when I meet someone. Because I know somewhere, something, there is a lesson that's being cooked up for me so that I become even more awake and aware of treating everyone worthy. And I got all of that out of my timeline.
6: I think that this is going to be a great exercise, but I also have, I'm still swirling in my head, you know, I will be thinking about this going on and I'll be continuing to revisit and can't wait to listen back to the recording. Because I don't feel like I have to separate having faith in God, giving everyone the compassion. I think that makes me more in light of what he's, his expectations are of me. The fact that I'm doing this and becoming an awakened to the fact that I thought I was going through like living in that light and giving that grace and recognizing that I wasn't, not because I didn't want to, not because I didn't love God, not because I didn't want to do that, but because I didn't know what I didn't know about things like the judge and the critic and the perfectionist and doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. I absolutely had blinders to love and compassion. But I do understand that how we go about faith in the world draws a line of division, and I think that more or less what You're trying to say, please don't let me put words into your mouth. I can see how faith draws that that line of division such that it creates hate, it creates a lack of grace, a lack of compassion, out of feeling the need to defend that faith in itself. Am I
5: correct in what you're saying? Again, I'm mindful of the notion of correct or incorrect. How about if I reframe this notion of, our journey, is it fair to say I'm inviting you to integrate everything you've ever experienced in your life so that you can then grow from it, or would you say I'm asking you to cut it out or to ignore it or to block it or stuff it further? I mean, I guess the question I'm asking you is, do you sense I'm asking you to integrate or create more divisions?
6: I perceive you to be asking us to integrate which is exactly what I feel I've been doing and I've been able to do at a higher level and feel a lot more happy, a lot more free, a lot more compassionate, a lot more loving than I ever have in my entire life as a result of it.
2: Not only a higher level, but with more awareness, being aware of what we're doing on this journey, integrating everything.
4: Right, exactly. And and that's how I see and feel about this is that we're learning to integrate, to grow from it to... Not so much separate it and keep burying it, but to bring it out to see where we've come from, to see how we've lived, how we've buried things, how we've boxed it all up and have never really faced the things that have truly caused us the pain that keeps us from enjoying the life that we really want. This is what I'm growing from, only because for so many years I have lived in this shell. Being a part of this journey is actually helping me to integrate everything, all that pain, all the scenes of things that my father did or my ex-husband did, coming out of the abuse and the pain and the shut up, you aren't worth anything, to being able to reach this point today to where I can say, okay, this has been my journey of life, this is what I've had to deal with now i can take this i can see it i can bring it in the open i can put it all together and it's what makes me who i'm becoming today
5: and patty are you finding that even though it's oftentimes gut-wrenching it's like a graduation yes yes you're going to go through that class again are you <laughs> What I was trying to get across is that the next time somebody starts treating you in a way that you do not want to be treated, you've learned that lesson. Are you going to go through it again? No. There you are. This timeline, as we, we really dove deep today, and I appreciate that, part of my goal with each of you is to help you feel comfortable and safe with diving deep. There's always the lifeline. The lifeline are the ground rules. And I will once again remind you as you get into this timeline, those ground rules, you all signed your contracts, I'm gonna hold you to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I start hearing doubt, guilt, shame, or worry, I'm expecting to see hundred trillion dollar cashable checks being written. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know what's funny about that is I had a customer the other night when he left me a tip. I mean, he left me a very nice tip, but he also gave me this one, I don't know if it's play money or whatever the heck it is. It's got a picture of a president on it, and it has $1 million. It's a $1 million dollar bill. <laughs> and I'm carrying that with me every day because I'm worth more smart than that.
5: We've stirred the pot today. I'm conscious of stirring the pot. And I did that purposefully because as we get into the timeline, can I give you some little pointers on how to have a a less stressful timeline process? I'm going to need that (laughs) tip. I want you to consider your life as a grocery store. (laughs) Everything in your life is on shelves, in boxes, in cans. Some of it's in the frozen food aisle. Some of it's dry goods. Your life is your grocery store. Your timeline is your shopping trip. Treat this timeline as going on a shopping spree. An unlimited shopping spree. Part of your ingredients, part of the stuff that you can pull off the shelves, your books. Scrapbooks, photo albums, bank statements, tax records, medical charts and histories. All of these things are in your grocery store. If you go into one of those massive superstores, they got the sections, right? They've got the healthcare area, they've got the little mini appliance areas, right? Yes. So they got the section. Treat this timeline as your grocery cart. Pull stuff off the shelves you think is important. Not the convenience items that you see at the checkout right there, that wonderful chocolate bar that's going, oh,
6: bye.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but go through your life and be gentle such that whatever your gut estimate or what I call gut estimates, your gut estimates, this timeline can be full of gut estimates. You don't need to pull the paperwork out. You don't need to get that specific. You can if you want to. But what's your gut telling you? Stock up on a bunch of multicolored post-it notes. Or, if post-it notes are a little too pricey, go out and buy some different colored papers and cut them into squares. But just start writing stuff on post-it notes. And then begin to place those post-it notes on your timeline so that they can have a little mobility. Because once you write stuff on The piece of paper, it's kind of sort of permanent, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And so as you're making your timeline, play with it. Think of it as a giant-sized jigsaw puzzle. You may put pictures on your timeline. You may cut stuff out of magazines and put it on your timeline. You may literally glue a CD to the timeline. There's no right or wrong way to creating this timeline. But in essence, I want you to sneeze your brain onto the timeline. (laughs) Ew. One (laughs) big... (laughs) (laughs) And it sprays all this stuff up on the timeline. Because once it's out of your head, oh my goodness, ladies, the sense of peace you're going to feel, it may take you a while. That's why we're spending some extra time. But I guarantee you, as you paint your picture, as you write your music upon that timeline, you're going to have those themes come out. One of the things that our subconscious is very good is it likes to make order out of chaos. So when you start staring at this timeline, and you think, my God, this is the messiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll go, thank you, perfectionist and critic. You have been duly noted and the perfectionist and the the critic will give me the stink eye. It's like, oh, screw you. (laughs) (laughs) So treat your timeline like a grocery cart, your life like a grocery store. Estimate. Be gentle. And as you're pulling it together, if you simply physically don't have the space to roll out six or more feet of paper, roll out six or more feet of paper I have people who are doing it in studios, apartments. They set up the card table and they work on a section at a time. They roll it up and they roll it down. But at some point, towards our end of our timeline journey, I will ask each of you to take a snapshot of that timeline so that you can have it for your record books. It forms the basis of a new you
2: looking forward to working through this timeline
1: so am i
6: i ain't even gonna lie i've got i'm excited and i'm dreading this timeline.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know christina i think that's where i'm at I, i'm excited but yet, as, as I sit here and I'm listening, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put all this down. Am I going to really see? Because <laughs> there's been so much. I think truly in order for me, someone like me or that has come from a background like me to put it out in the open is like,
5: oof, I don't know what it's
2: like. It can be a little scary. Yeah, yeah.
5: So which of the ground rules is most important for you, Patty?
4: I have so much going on inside right now as I grow and I learn.
5: Doubt, guilt, shame, or worry. Which is the most predominant?
4: Shame and worry.
5: They kind of marry each other, don't they? Yeah, they do. I guess
4: I never realized um, until I began this journey and now that I'm really digging into it and uh, accepting it as something that I need to do to let go of all that was, to become the new. I never really realized all that I had hidden and buried and boxed up. I really boxed myself.
5: Yes, that's true. Patty, you survived. You're yeah.
4: here. <laughs> That's it I've survived.
5: How? I don't know, but I have. You're here. You have been in multiple car wrecks. And you're here. <laughs> yes. Yes. So to shame and worry, there's a, a certain finger on my hand that I'm holding up right now. Guess which one? <laughs>
4: I think it's probably in the middle.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Intuition is really good there, Patty. I call it the fun finger.
6: (laughs) I would also add to that, Patty, and just for all of us, I don't see it as the new Christina. I see it as awakening to what was already there. It's just been hibernating.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a better word, Christina. Okay, yeah, you've described it much better. I guess I'm just sitting here in amazement of seeing basically how I've tortured myself all these years, and I haven't had to.
5: So Patty's opening up a new service. She's going to be a dominatrix, matrix woman. She's Her rate <laughs> will be rather pricey, but she knows pain, and she knows suffering, and she'll be happy to help you experience it. <laughs> I don't know. So I you are off the oh, chain today.
6: If I if I didn't know better, so I would think you'd been already drinking that punch, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: That is too much.
4: <laughs> what a gift this is, I must say. What a gift this
5: is. Turn your timeline into a toy, ladies. Turn your timeline into a toy. toy. Play with it. Have fun with it. Yell at it. Scream at it. Spit at it if you have to. (laughs) Or do something like the gorillas and the monkeys. You might throw (laughs) something at it. I discover a theme in my life. When something rises where I'm now able to see it clearly and it doesn't pain me anymore. The level of empowerment, I feel, is off the charts. What about you all?
3: Absolutely.
5: So with that thought in mind, I'll leave you with this notion for your timeline. This is your timeline. This is to be viewed by you and you alone because it's a very personal process. If, and I say this with a big if, underline bold and blinking, we'll go back to the original blinking hypertext link stuff that drove me insane. Um, <laughs> if you feel safe enough to show that timeline to people that you need to have a clearing with, it's one of the most profound therapeutic experiences you'll have. Ooh. <sighs> I'd take a big breath on that one.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Here's a plot spoiler. Julia, I don't, I'm not quite sure how oh, you're going to be able to do this because you're kind of in an urban area. You might have to make a make a journey to a park or something. But I will suggest to you that after you've taken a snapshot of your timeline, okay, roll it up, take it outside, and burn
6: mm-hmm. it. Okay, get uh, out of it. Ah! I will get one of those new Uh, I I will get one of those new torch lighters. Just let it go, buddy. (laughs) you know what
1: I'll do? we have a grill, so I'll just put it on my grill.
6: There you go. That's a good
1: idea. We're burning something up outside.
5: (laughs) last thing I want to have to deal with is bailing Julia out of jail because she's been cited for burning in No, it's or-
1: okay. I, I won't be there too long. My husband's in law enforcement, so I'm good.
5: <laughs> oh, good. Shoot. Great campfire starter. Part of what I may suggest then is part of my shamanic training is we may synchronize our burnings such that each and every one of us will be burning our timelines at the same time and I will do an energetic clearing while it's happening. Awesome.
6: Awesome. We can do it we can do a private Skype or a private scope and do it. Perfect. Perfect. I love it.
4: Perfect. And this is where we begin anew. Just basically put it all behind us, correct?
5: Integrate it. Dissolve it. it morph it. it. Upgrade it. It's no putting behind because Patty, putting it behind Will trigger feelings of loss. Exactly. Wait, listen,
6: this is like, this, okay. this, this, this timeline is a huge, huge, like, deposit on, on, like, a house or a car or something into our wisdom bank. Bingo. Good,
5: good analogy. Okay, okay. How about a quick round of takeaways?
3: I started my timeline and I want to tell you ladies don't be afraid to ever do that start that timeline I know for you ladies it was at childhood that it's hard to actually take a look at sometimes for me I was a grown woman and I went through that period of really my soul was in loss I made such bad choices ladies that hey You would not believe what my book is like. (laughs) Nobody would believe what I went through. They'd say, the people that know me today, they don't know anything about that part of my life. I had been in prison for four months. I had been into drugs. I had a part of my time, on my timeline, that was so dark that I went, whoa, whoa. I really saw right through everything with that. But it feels so good to know that I can move forward through everything that I've been through and knowing that this is going to add to my experiences to help other people that maybe don't want to bring out the things in their closet because they made those bad choices as grown women just like I did. But they're afraid to let people know that they have made those bad choices. But it's okay because I'm right where I'm supposed to be today. And I'm moving through all that. And I'm seeing that I'm finding that little girl back as a child, the one that I was really supposed to be. I found her again. I'm loving this timeline thing. Awesome. I'm just
1: having a great experience in listening to everyone's story and just being so appreciative of everyone opening up and being honest and just telling us your stories. My heart goes out to all of you. It just makes me be more appreciative of everyone that I'm with. It just
6: makes me love you even more. Virtual hugs. Love it. (laughs) Love it.
4: My first reaction of creating this timeline was the big huge question. Do I really have to bring all of this out and remember? Because there's a lot of documents throughout my life that I have lost just because of situations and things that have happened. And it it, as so is describing this in the book, how to do the timeline and do the exercise. He's even saying that let your memory serve best. And my first reaction was, Do I have to remember? After this call today and reaching some points that we have, I'm going to let myself remember so that I can release it. I can integrate it, as we have spoken of, and move forward.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. Or chapter two is when we got really in depth with each step for each exercise. And it was overwhelming for me, and I felt like I needed to just get it done because I had other things I needed to do, so I was always rushing, but what I learned was to take a step at a time and commit yourself to how much you're going to do a day without overwhelming yourself. So what I've done is just do two steps a day instead of four or five or six steps to try to get it done, and committing myself to that helped me get through the exercise and I feel so overwhelmed, and allow me to take care of other responsibilities that needed to be taken care of, also.
6: Yeah, that's a great point. It's important that we just we get the work done. We do the exercise thoroughly, right. rather than trying to to race through. I'll be the first to tell you that I've had to go back and revisit and redo, and because with each step, I have a new awakening and recognize. I needed to do more work in that previous exercise to get fully out of this, but what I can get out of this. That's a great point.
2: I think about all the ahas that I've had already about my childhood and my past, and what I'm looking for in my timeline are the nuances that I perhaps have overlooked or pushed out of my memory that I need to look at and process and
6: integrate. Awesome. And for myself, my biggest aha out of this discussion is being mindful and focused on the importance of integrating all of this, all of this learning so that I don't have to take a big withdrawal from my wisdom bank as I'm putting in this big deposit. That would be too much waste of time. And I don't want any more lost time in my life. So that was my takeaway. I appreciate you all for joining this call today. Listen, we did some good work today. I'm proud of
0: everybody. All right, love you girls. Have a good one.
2: You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: bye. Bye. Wow, that was great. Thanks for listening. As one of many pay-me-what-I'm-worth team captains, it's my role to help people get serious about removing blocks to success. Blocks like doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. As you've just heard, our team is both real and serious about being the best that we can be. How about you? Are you ready? Are you ready to remove these blocks in your life? As you can see, I'm very serious about helping you live your life with less stress and more success. Call me at 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423 737 5809 so that we can talk about your next steps. To help you take those steps, you're welcome to listen to our library of over 200 very powerful on-demand shows downloadable just for you at bit.ly forward slash pay And before you go, let's continue this conversation in the comment box below. I look forward to talking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for Pay Radio. Radio worth listening to. Have a great day.
3: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now,
5: you want to get mixed up in the family business.
3: Introducing The Godfather at Chappacasino.com.